This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zifford, only on 101.9 High FM. Writing in the Daily Friend on the 28th of January, journalist Paddy Clay wrote about a planned journalist vigil to amplify the voices of Palestinian journalists in Gaza, who they say are being targeted by Israel. She asks, and I quote, Should I, as a longtime campaigner of, for free media, an opponent of repression of the media, a former South African Union of Journalists freelance coordinator and a former son of council member, and most relevantly, as the daughter of a journalist killed in a war zone, be picking up a placard along with former colleagues and fall into lockstep with most colleagues on this issue? I was intrigued by her question and indeed her answer, as well as her personal story, so I'm absolutely delighted to have her as my guest now to tell me more. Paddy, welcome and thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Cherise. Paddy, it was an outstanding piece made more poignant by your own tragic story. Your dad was killed as a journalist in the Congo. What happened? Um, he, he was lucky enough, or so he thought, to get a lift on a convoy that was traveling to the front lines where they there was a big fight anticipated and he managed to get on with a group of mercenaries who were working for Chombe at that time who was one of the um, combatants in the in the war in the Congo and um, shortly before they got to their destination there was an ambush and he was shot he was actually standing up reporting with a microphone in his hand and um, he was shot on those shots I actually recorded on his tape that I eventually received uh, as a much older person. But um, yeah, he was, um, he was not lucky that time. Um, he had uh, been covering the wars there for about four years. Um, so he knew the ground and he knew the dangers. And he was also um, somebody who had fought in the Second World War in the Italian campaign and the North African campaign. So he was well aware um, of uh, the possibilities, but he did get shot. I think the thing for me was looking back on it now and when other people um, react to, to deaths of journalists, I do remember that it did, it did galvanize me so that in my journalism career um, that is now sort of coming to an end as it were, after 40 years, I did want to ensure that journalists knew what they were getting into in a war, that they were covered by their employees, employers, that they had insurance um, and they had also the, the option to turn that assignment down. Um, so that was a lot of my campaigning during those years. Um, and of course, one wants journalists not to be targeted. One wants journalists in an ideal world to be protected so that they can get news out from war zones, that they can tell the story of what is happening through their own eyes and, you know, their, their um, impressions. Um, but this was this was just a different case that needed me to consider it very carefully. I think when when I started seeing that there were these very high figures being touted around of journalists being killed in um, in Palestine, and these Palestinian journalists um, 
I see now even on Iran's Abna World Service are being called martyred journalists. Now, I don't think journalists are civilians like everybody else. They have no special thing and they shouldn't be martyrs. Um, this, is, this is most unfortunate. Um, they are doing a dangerous job and they should get as much protection as is possible. But the, the martyrdom seems a little bit over the top, but one would presume it's going to be fairly partisan from an Iranian um, World Service source. Um, I think why I wrote the article too is I feel people don't explore enough all sides of a story these days. Um, journalism is very activist. It takes a side even before it's learnt all the issues, um, before it's really done the full research. It's already on side. I mean, there's another um, another uh, source of news, for instance, in the Middle East called something, uh, what's a TRT world, um, where their slogan is, where news inspires change. To me, that means it's an activist. Thing, and it's going to give you a particular point of view. Um, and I prefer explanatory journalism, explanatory journalism that is fair and looks at a number of statements. I mean, we're going to need this in the coming elections because people are going to say one thing and somebody else is going to say the other. And how do we sort out as ordinary people in the middle who's right? We have to do some work. I don't think it's journalists who need to be activists. It is citizenry, residents taking in this information who need to be active about checking sources, about going to the primary sources. Um, and so that was part of what I, why I wrote it. I just felt that, you know, Israel, we're getting one side of the story very much through our mainstream media here. I think we must look more deeply at, at uh, stories that where people are accusing one another of things. Um, I've had experience over the years, over the decades of the kind of stories and how they spun when they come out of the Middle East. Um, you know, I have a certain degree of skepticism about much of what goes on and, you know, watching Pallywood doesn't really help one to to kind of feel confident in some sources. Um, but one must always be skeptical of things. And I did do some research on that thing because it was a very high number of journalists being killed. And I see now they are saying it's gone up, well, Iran is saying, Iran's sources are saying it's gone up to 130. Um, it's a high number. So I went to explore why it should be a high number and should I really be, you know, behind, behind this like with all other things. But I also have experience um, from reading, uh, mostly on, on the Middle East, because I've never been there. And um, apart from growing up in Seapoint, <laughs> I don't really know much about Israel, although I did start to learn Hebrew when I was about six. I got as far as Gadili Gadol or something like that. <laughs> uh, I think that was the first reader. Um, and I just wanted to know more. And I think people should always be driven by wanting to know more. Um, and David Collier, who is an Israeli journalist who actually lives in the UK, had done some research on the Committee to Protect Journalists story. And he came up with quite an interesting finding. He followed their social media. 
which is something people I think should do more of in journalism because we've got this wonderful digital world. And when somebody says something, you want to know where they're coming from, what their general opinion is of things. You look through their social media. Before you recruit somebody, you want to look through their social media. Who are you recruiting? Are you recruiting a psychopath or a narcissist or one of the many other people that troll around um, on social media? And he went and looked at the social media of these people and found that they were making jihad statements. Many of these people named as journalists. There were also many of those journalists who were killed with their families. And some of those families had strong ties to Hamas leadership. So that in the end brought me to my decision that in this one, I was not going to stand up with any placard. Um, I would like to see an investigation of all and every journalist's death, but it's not always possible and it's certainly not possible when people are still fighting. Um, and so I decided I can't support this particular cause for journalists because I have big doubts and I will never support a jihad call. I will never support any call to kill people just for who they are or where they are or anything like that. So I'm afraid, I, as I said, I set that one out. I'm not afraid um, at all. I'm, I'm really delighted. Um, well, I, w I would like to sit many, many things out at the moment. Heidi, <laughs> you speak about ethics and journalism. And there's always a contradiction on when a journalist is killed in the line of duty, what in the line of duty is. And I think you highlighted the complexities of whether they were actually working for Hamas. And I know there were reports of AFP journalists being present during the 7th of October when attacks on um, civilians was, ta was taking place. How do, you how do you describe a journalist killed in war? Uh, is it while well, they're uh, actually in, reporting with a press? Um, yes, it, it, it usually is these days. It should be in the line of duty. Some of the, the journalists may have been taking a tea break in, in the local cafe, if one exists still in Gaza. But, you know, I think one has to... There were people who were literally not working. They were at home having meals with their families. Were they just part of the civilian casualty list? Were they targeted by journalists, by, by Israel? You know, we've all lived through uh, watching Fowder. We've all um, sort of heard of the magnificence of Mossad. So some people tend to say, well, they can do anything. So they can track that journalist down to their place and take out them and their whole family. So it will need an investigation because it's going to be that perception in everybody's mind. But I think they should be working in a danger zone, like many of the Ukraine journalists are, working in danger zones. They should be identified as journalists. If they have been identified as journalists, they must, and you know, there's a clear press insignia across the front, um, that must be investigated. But this is a war in which Hamas doesn't wear uniforms. Yeah. And anyone can actually get a vest. Yeah. So, you know, there are those complications all the time. And they have no morality about that because they are fighting a jihad. They will put on a vest and not worry about journalists' ethics. And journalists will probably, you know, be forced to give them one. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, Paddy, thank you so much for joining me. It was a brilliant article. If anybody would like to read it, it is in the Daily Friend on the 28th of January. And thank you for expressing what you wrote so incredibly well as well. Thank you for being my guest. Okay. Thank you for giving me the chance. Or- that was Paddy Clay, a veteran journalist, talking about why she is not supporting journalist vigils for Palestine. After the break, advocate Farron Cantor. <laughs> 